It's hard to imagine, but what would you do if steam disappeared? You're listening to Make the Game with Matt Hackett. We're making video games here, but we need places for those games to exist, and places to promote those games or nobody will know about them. It may not seem like it, but nothing on the internet is permanent. Sometimes a platform you've invested heavily in will change for the worse or shut down entirely. This happened to Tumblr a while back, Facebook has been undergoing an identity crisis with Meta, and Twitter just changed its ownership and is supposedly undergoing significant internal changes. Especially alarming rumors include the content moderation changing for the worse. So, you've invested significant time on a given platform and things are looking uncertain. Here are five ways that I handle this stuff. Number one, build in your own backyard. The first step is to not be overly dependent on any given platform. I'm trying to do this as much as possible with Valadria through Valadria.com. Valadria will, of course, provide links to other stuff I'm working on, like Amazon, YouTube, and Twitter. But whenever possible, use your own URL that you control, and you can do whatever you want with. For those of you who remember Lost Decade Games, we used to have a Patreon for our podcast, Lostcast. After my experience running that for a few years, you're really promoting Patreon, more so even than your own offering. First, you have to convince someone to sign up for Patreon, then add their payment info, then agree to support your offering, and of course, Patreon gets a cut of everything. So buy your own domain, it doesn't matter what. Yourcompany.io or yourname.com, as long as you own it and you can do whatever you want with it. And Linktree or similar sites aren't good enough in the long run, because it could disappear tomorrow, or they could change any day now. You can start there just to get going fast and include links to all your stuff. But once you get serious about your endeavor, invest the time and money into owning your own destiny and build there instead of elsewhere. Number two, listen for signals. Content moderation on Twitter has already gotten worse, and that is uh, concerning. But especially on my Twitter feed lately, I'm seeing lots of developers I follow and admire saying that they're jumping ship. I've seen a few goodbye posts and other complaints these are all signs that the writing is on the wall and there's a shift perhaps happening. So keep your eye out for those, be aware and react accordingly. But number three, make deliberate decisions. Don't panic. I actually think it's a little early to start jumping ship regarding Twitter. Mastodon and Cohost or whatever, there's a bunch of them now. They all sound like cool Twitter-esque platforms that I may end up using them someday, but I'll be on Twitter for a while yet. I've been on the platform since 2008. That's 14 years, my friends. That's about one third of my whole life. So don't bail on something you've invested in unless or until you feel that you absolutely must. Give things time to stabilize before making any rash decisions. Certainly, I wouldn't recommend making a big goodbye post and definitely do not delete your account until you've had a long time to consider it. Number four, find the action. One of the cool things about the internet is that it's always hot somewhere. Sometimes Twitter is the explosive platform of the moment. Sometimes it's TikTok. And in the future, it'll surely be something new and different. The people don't disappear. They just shift where they're currently going, you know? Platforms come and go, but you, you and your work remain. Your work will always be important to you, and people will always want to find cool new work like yours. So where are the people right now? Which of the hundreds of thousands of platforms vying for your attention are worth your time right now? Put your feelers out and compile a list of the platforms that are buzzing with players that might be interested in your game or their offerings, and then try them out. Want to see this advice in action? Recently, I've been experimenting with shorts, as the kids call them. Uh, check out the latest Make the Game episode, Scratch Your Itch with Chewy Plays. 
It's a little weird in that it's a 9-16 aspect ratio or, you know, like portrait. So it's meant to look good on your phone. I did this so I could splice YouTube shorts, which are 10 to 60 second clips, out of the actual episode itself, which is almost an hour long. It's a weird video to watch on YouTube because it converted my upload to landscape, meaning it has big black bars on the sides. This didn't happen on Spotify. Probably at least partially due to this. That video has far fewer views than other episodes on YouTube. This is kind of evidence that YouTube and I both struggle with a new format. It feels like lots of platforms do right now. But it's important to experiment with platforms. As one platform wanes, another, another might be investing heavily into promoting cool stuff like yours. After experimenting with shorts for a few weeks, here are some of my findings. Regarding YouTube shorts, I've seen higher than average views and most views of any video I've posted since launching. That's pretty cool. I'm convinced that YouTube is currently incentivizing shorts content. TikTok, I've seen barely any engagement, which makes sense as I'm brand new and I barely use it. I get the feeling that I need to learn more about TikTok before my views there will resonate with enough people to be worth creating. Currently, I'm seeing a bigger investment to get on board than I can afford at the moment, so I've lost interest on that platform, but we'll see down the road. I've heard both platforms were great places to gather an audience, and now I finally have some numbers to see what that means for me and the stuff I'm making. If you tried either one, uh, I'd be very curious to know how that's going for you. Number five, leave breadcrumbs. If you do decide to ditch Twitter or whatever platform you're leaving, don't just ghost it and certainly don't delete it. Update your bio and profile and leave links to your own URLs. Another good tip is to create a tweet or post that also links to these places. Maybe include a photo of yourself so people remember what you look like. Pin that baby so it's at the top of your profile and anyone who visits your profile will know exactly where they can still find you. You can see this breadcrumbs approach in action on the Lost Decade Games Twitter profile. If you go to that profile, you see the pinned tweet, and you should find links sending you to domains that both Jeff and I own. You'll always be able to find us there. So there you have it. If you're worried about platform instability, don't panic. Follow this advice. Build in your own backyard, listen for signals, make deliberate decisions, find the action, and leave breadcrumbs. So, how is everybody? I've been awful. Feels like everybody's sicker than normal. This has been a rough couple of months for me health-wise. Wherever you are, I hope you're doing all right. This is a reminder to be kind and take care of yourself. Thanks for your messages about the volume issues in the previous episode. I've tried creating entire podcast episodes in Final Cut Pro with mixed results, so I'm back to using Reaper to record the audio. I'm more familiar with this software and it's audio only, so there's less... Uh, space to get confused, so I'm expecting better results. Let me know if the volumes are better or not. This episode isn't really about game development per se, but that tracks with the kind of things I've been doing as a solo developer recently. As much as I just want to lock myself up in my room and work on Witchmore all day, I've also got to run a business to keep the lights on, so I run multiple social media accounts like Twitter, I create podcasts like this one, and of course I'm constantly, constantly promoting my book! Check out that segue. Um, how to make a video game all by yourself. I wanted to share with you a major milestone that just recently sold more than 1,000 copies across Amazon, Google, Gumroad, and Itch. This is a big deal. I'm really proud, and I want to thank you for helping the book reach this milestone. Over on the self-published subreddit, I posted a thorough write-up about how I wrote the book and what I did to promote it. So check that out if you'd like to read more and also see my many answers to the community's great questions. I know you probably already have the book, but if I can ask a favor, if you've got a minute, please give it five stars. 
It's currently at 43 reviews on Amazon. I'd love to hit that sweet round 50. Uh, also, my poor book is suffering at 3.3 stars on Google Play. So sad. Uh, there are barely any ratings, so even just one more five-star review would have a big impact. You might be the one who kicks it up to four. Four plus stars would be amazing. It's hard, but I'm trying to get better about asking for these things. So thanks for your support. Those of you getting the Valadria newsletter, you should have a recipe for chicken curry salad in your inboxes right now, <clears throat> along with some insights about this dish as pertains to video game development. A future episode will also include pancakes. They're amazing, and we can learn a lot about game dev by making them. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. You are being played out by Del Rio Bravo, which you are free to use in your own projects. Now it's time for you to go make the game. Mm-hmm.